Hey all, Trevor here with Thread Leaf, and today we're going to be uh, going through our third episode of this Protocol Grow series. Today's core information, um, before we give you a little bit of a grow update with the TEDs, let you uh, see how everything's doing with the top feeding and initial sugar watering we have for our Protocol Grow, and then just our molasses watering and top feeding for the girls over in the flower tent. <coughs> We've got all of that as well as some information on exactly what does the molasses sugar watering do and some other means of applying that molasses into your soil or into uh, the way that you guys treat and grow your plants. But all that information is going to be uh, covered today in this video. For the time being, we're going to have our intro slide in here and get things rocking. I'll see you guys on the other side. Welcome back, you guys. And like I said in the intro, today we're going to be covering the information on uh, the benefits of sugar watering, mainly the essentials of the molasses watering and why I utilize that as my initial sugar watering technique. And then um, we're going to be comparing it against the maple syrup, which is what I've heard the Green Organic Dutchman has used. So I'm curious to see if the maple syrup will hold up in comparison to the molasses, but we're not gonna know until this protocol grows over. But for now, let's cover the information on exactly the benefits and the reasons for using this molasses, as well as covering a little bit more information on the different types of molasses, as well as how exactly you can utilize it as a wet or watering-based uh, technique which is what I personally prefer to do a dry technique where you're adding it to the soil and then just having it rest there while you're watering it through and then just top feeding it one more time which is an interesting idea and it might be something we might have to uh, look at for an another protocol grow as well as um, what you can do for a fuller spray the benefits on the insecticide side of things you guys there's a lot of information that we're going to be uh, covering today and primarily is going to be from the royalqueenseeds.com uh, website. They are a seed producer and if you do remember, and we'll take it up in that corner, the Royal Cookies Auto, that's a Royal Queen Seeds strain and uh, honestly I was quite impressed. So I would recommend picking up some of their uh, beans if you guys have the opportunity or come across somebody who is uh, moving those seeds. But for now, we're gonna go ahead and uh, cover the information that we have available on uh, the Royal Queen Seeds website and the kind of informative pad package that I built up from it. Okay guys, let's start things off, get into this information. If you guys see me looking over here, it's just because I've got the information written up and in front of me and I don't have my camera situation perfectly set up. So let's go ahead and cover this information. So molasses produces plenty of sugars and beneficial nutrients that will be added to the growing medium when you uh, utilize it in either that wet fuller or uh, dry based application. It's feeding both the plants and the beneficial soil microbes at the same time. So you're getting dual benefit from the molasses. So molasses itself 
is going to be a dark, sweet, syrupy substance that stems from producing sugars from the sources of beets or sugarcane. During the sugar production, the materials are boiled down and they produce a thick, viscous substance, and that's going to be your molasses. So after they remove all of the sugar crystals from it, for what we utilize as either brown sugar, white sugar, any of that more refined base sugars, molasses is what remains in that viscous, really thick, sticky mess that uh, we're using to feed our plants. So sugar is important for cannabis because it's vital to healthy and robust cannabis plant development. It also is responsible for the energy metabolism and a type of chemical messenger that helps promote health throughout the cannabis life cycle. The production and distribution of sugars is something cannabis does naturally, but it can use assistance in forms of various practices and supplements. That's a direct pull from the website, that last line there. So there are extra benefits when you're utilizing molasses for your cannabis plants. There's going to be six major, um, what would you call them? Not vitamins, but kind of a, a unique, well, nutrient and elements is the better way to put it. Um, to assist the plant in its growing. So initially, you're going to have the carbohydrates. The simple sugars serve as a life-giving energy source to beneficial microbes in the soil. As you feed bacteria and fungi, and the risk of fear, they multiply and help plants tap into nutrients. I'm just going to read this information verbatim, you guys, because they have it cut pretty short and uh, actually to the point. Calcium is a mineral that plays crude or a crucial role in plant physiology. It's contributing to tissue growth and structural integrity of the cell walls. <coughs> so, the carbohydrates allows the plant just to get better access into the nutrients and actually utilize what's available there to grow. And calcium is a huge benefit, just like us, to building strong bones and a good, strong um, kind of base for our body to... Uh, grow and build on right so it does the same thing with the cannabis plants it helps build strong and they use the word structural integrity of cell walls so that just means it's supporting and strongering stronging strengthening up the cell walls you guys i smoked a bowl of the freshly baked before this and those guys who've had it you understand what i'm talking about those guys who i haven't you don't understand Iron. The essential plant micronutrient features a fundamental role in metabolic processes such as DNA synthesis, respiration, and photosynthesis. So iron is a little bit more on the lighter side of the nutrient um, scale, so there's not as much needed. But it does allow huge um, abilities of the plant to breathe, to actually transition light into uh, source of nutrient as well as the production of DNA. So DNA synthesis means the production of DNA and the lengthening of the DNA strands. So it's all, it's really interesting. I didn't know that iron had that large of a contributing factor for the actual DNA synthesis of the cannabis plants. That's cool to know. So selenium is used to help reduce the plant stress and activates important antioxidants and enzymes. So it's just activating some... Uh, lesser triggered 
um, enzymes and antioxidants that just encourage and produce a uh, better stress-free plant growing experience. Now copper. Copper helps the plant to create energy and respire, so help it breathe. It also plays a crucial role in the breakdown of carbohydrates and protein. So it's essentially your uh, the stomach acid. It helps break down what uh, food's available and then uh, helps create the energy. So that's very interesting to see. And the magnesium is finally the last one. It forms a the core of the chlorophyll mark. Okay, let's try that again. Magnesium forms the core of the chlorophyll molecule in the plant's tissue, meaning deficiencies can lead to a lack of chlorophyll and stunted growth. So chlorophyll is the green of the plant. The deeper, richer green there is, the better it can uh, synthesize the light, so it can actually transition that light into a source of nutrients, and then in, in turn, get bigger overall yields and growth. So all of those are core features, and I didn't realize that it played that much of a factor on the elements of and kind of nutrient side i didn't expect it to have as big of a factor i was thinking three or four not six and there are a bunch of smaller trace level elements that uh, definitely could be beneficial as well that they just are not mentioning here now there are four different types of molasses you guys there's light medium and dark black black strap molasses and then something called treacle. And I'm probably pronouncing that horribly. Now, blackstrap molasses is going to be the one that you want to utilize for your growth because it takes the richness and darkness to another level because it's taken down from a third boil of the beets and the sugar crane. And it's very bitter and a lot less sweet than the other types of molasses. It's usually extremely viscous, dense, and usually is found in something like a baked bean recipe if you're going to be baking, using it to cook, you guys. Medium or dark molasses could be utilized, but it just doesn't have that rich, um, strong sugar presence consistent throughout the, uh, throughout the blackstrap molasses, and that's definitely the benefit of utilizing that type of molasses. Now... The question goes to sulfured or unsulfured. I use organic based molasses, so that means unsulfured molasses, and this is why. Manufacturers add sulfur dioxide to the molasses. It acts as preservative and enhances the shelf life of the product. This can impact your flavor. Sorry, this can impact the flavor of the molasses and make it unsuitable for use in your garden because the sulfur dioxide leaves the molasses with kind of a chemically flavor as well as acts in a way to kill the microbes and if you're killing the microbes you're going to end up killing the microbes in your soil which is going to render your soil not effective always choose unsulfured molasses and i like to go with the organic based molasses and uh, go as dark as i can find it around here now the royal queen seeds does pull up the question of molasses or honey um, honey contains plenty of sugar and even works as a rooting stimulant when you're cloning um, any of these plants so honey could be an initial starter for a lot of the sugar watering but molasses brings a lot more to the table than the honey it has the essential nutrients that makes it so much more potent and the uh, the choice 
selection when you're trying to hit a heavy yield production. Now we're going to dive into a little bit more of how you can utilize the molasses when you're growing the bud exactly how to uh, mix it and we're going to be utilizing some of this information to change our tactics for this protocol grow you guys. These, and these small adaptations aren't anything too crazy and I think you're going to like the idea. So let's go ahead and uh, take a look. So when you're using molasses in your soil it'll quickly and easily enhance it and uh, to start things off you're going to go with the watering technique. So you'll fill up your watering cabinet with lukewarm water. You'll add four to five milliliters of molasses per liter of water and stir thoroughly. Maintain this concentration throughout the vegetative phase and apply two to three, two, sorry, one to two times a week. You keep a close eye for nutrient burn and dial back your feedings if this occurs. You increase the dose to eight to 10 mils during the flowering stage to increase the demand of potassium or to increase for the demand of potassium, sorry. That's the change that we're gonna do. We're gonna double the strength when it comes to the flowering cycle. So not next watering cycle, but the one after that will start giving it a heavy dose of molasses, a two tablespoon per gallon blend, because that's roughly what that four to five milliliters works out to be. It's about a tablespoon per gallon. Now that's the watering with molasses and I follow that right down to a T. Now the uh, dry molasses blend is uh, using uh, 500 grams of molasses so you just scoop it out and then you apply it to every four to six meters squared of your growing medium. And then you apply the same thing to your topsoil right before the start of the flowering cycle. And that's gonna be your dry molasses blend. I'm interesting to see which of the two techniques would work better. If the dry blend would work uh, a little bit better than the sugar watering. I know it would be convenient for the fact of, uh, of just once putting a shit ton of molasses in there and then just watering it. Because essentially when you're running the water through, you're just dropping the molasses continuously in there. And every time you're watering, you're, you're giving a micro molasses uh, kind of sugar feed. It's interesting, that is uh, definitely something that I would be willing to uh, to try out and compare. Now we have the molasses as a foliar spray. You uh, can actually deliver the nutrients directly through the leaves because they'll uh, be absorbed through the epidermis of the skin, the, uh, the actual skin of the leaves and the tiny pores that they have in their stomas or stomatas they're called actually so this will allow the grower to rapidly address any signs of deficiency so if you guys are seeing something like that you can hit it right away with fuller spray and it'll give you some direct and almost immediate nutrients to that area of the plant to help out so to make your own molasses fuller spray this is what you're going to do you're going to have a liter of lukewarm water going to add a quarter of a teaspoon to the molasses in the bottle. <coughs> you're going to mix it and then you're going to spray it. You got to apply once every two weeks throughout the growing cycle. Now that's going to be your foliar spray. We also have the natural insecticide is the benefit of using this as a foliar spray. I usually end up giving all of these plants a quick little uh, dust when they're in veg with this 
sugar water just to use it as this insecticide because I have read this in other places as well. You uh, apply because it uh, doesn't allow sucking insects to do any damage to the leaves, stems, or branches. It works really well for aphids, white flies, and lace bugs. Now, molasses in compost tea. So, you compost tea, you harvest the uh, power of the microlipes and the crucial nutrients. So, this is going to give your plants life-giving substances to help boost the overall health. And you're going to be defending against some allergies, not allergies, but illnesses. Some pathogens is the word they use, but I'd rather use illnesses for on uh, your overall plant health. You're going to add a teaspoon of unsulfured blackstrap molasses to your compost tea. And uh, that adds a bunch of carbohydrates and yield-hancing minerals. So now, these are some tips, direct pulls from the Royal Queen Seeds website for using uh, molasses with cannabis. So, when to stop using the molasses. Using molasses can become problematic under some circumstances. For example, it's possible to give your plants too much of a good thing. When you add too many nutrients to the soil, the roots and leaves can become burnt. If you spot signs of nutrient burn, stop applying molasses until the problem resolves. Combining molasses with rhizobacteria. Molasses helps feed the microbes that already exist in the soil. But you can add an extra punch to your preparation by adding ribobacteria or rhizobacteria as well. This type of bacteria does a world of good by helping to free up nutrients and combating pathogens. Now, molasses in comparison to the commercial supplements. You take a look at the ingredients list of a lot of organic supplements. Notice anything consistent. Load of them contain molasses. Molasses achieves a very similar result as a lot of pre-made solutions available on the shelves. However, some of the products contain additional goodies and some growers simply prefer to use these supplements instead of taking the time to make their own. Now, there are some molasses alternatives that they recommend here. It's easiest and most effective soil enhancer as well as one of the cheapest out there. You can access molasses. There are a few alternatives that work well. Honey, agave, and corn syrup. And uh, now, this is a good one. Why molasses is an excellent for healthy cannabis plant growth. Molasses contains a huge array of crucial minerals. Okay, let's try that once more, you guys. Molasses contains a huge array of crucial minerals needed for plants to survive and thrive. Along this massive benefit, it helps to bring soil to life by feeding beneficial bacterial and fungi. This then enables plants to tap into even more nutrients already present in the soil. The best part, molasses is inexpensive but super effective. I just wanted to read that last line on the Royal Queen Seeds website, you guys, because it does sum this up quite well. And uh, honestly, I'm really, really impressed with how the molasses has helped my overall plant growth. And I think we may end up having to adjust how we're utilizing it but still enjoy the benefits of it i think i want to get a little bit more zoned in and honestly on the spot accurate with its with its use and find the best way for application for um, intensity of mixture all of that stuff and the only way we're going to do that is by experimenting but right now what we're going to do is we're going to give you guys a little bit of a walkthrough 
our top feeding regiment. We top fed our photo period girls first that were in the flower tent and then moved over to our protocol grow. We have 12 plants in the tent, 10 of them for the protocol grow. Two of the plants are uh, for some other folks, a couple of friends of mine that wanted me to start them out for them. So they'll be, they'll be pulled out in the uh, next week or so. But for the time being, you guys, let's slide over to the tents and give you a little look-see at all the girls in there. And for the time being, I hope you guys have enjoyed the more informative side of this video. I'll see you guys over in the next one. Cheers. Welcome back, you guys. And like I said, we're going to be uh, taking you through a little bit of a walkthrough in our tent before we go ahead and wrap this video up. So as you guys can see, I'm spending a little bit of time with our photos right now. We're going to be giving them all a top feeding, doing a little bit of some pruning, some cleaning up overall. You can see this uh, triple scoop right here gets quite a bit of love out of everything that we have going on. We've already gone through the other triple scoop as well as our jungle juice from the folks over at Haven Scent Farms and they're looking incredible. We're uh, mixing in two ta or three tablespoons of Gaia Greens 444 and some earthworm castings in uh, two of these pots. You guys are making sure that they're all well taken care of and well fed before we give them some sugar watering and then uh, put them into the tent to be uh, taken care of. But as you guys can see, we're just finishing up that mixture before we go ahead and uh, take care of all of our little protocol grow girls so as you can see we've got those two pots in the very back off on their own those two are not part of this protocol grow they will be uh, handed off to uh, a couple of friends of mine that wanted me to start some flower for them so that's the result now we're going to be top feeding all of the girls that we do have and you can see all 10 of them slowly making their way over to that side and they're looking good we've got some that are really bit and uh, have quite a bit of vegetative growth on them and then the other ones not quite so much but let's walk you through our mixture of some molasses based watering so we use blue skies pH down to uh, bring our pH of the water down to a nice and steady 5.2 to 5.5 range and then we pick up the bucket and bring it on over into the bathroom where we end up doing all of our mixing for our sugar watering. So as you can see, we've got our organic molasses, some wholesome organic molasses. What we're gonna do is we're gonna take a tablespoon of this and we're gonna add it to our spray bottle and a little bit extra in there never hurts. And then we're going to add hot water to our cup, mix that in and just start making sure we utilize all of that molasses that we poured out of the bottle. Don't want any of it going to waste. And then we're gonna add just a touch more hot water to that jug so that actually does um, break down the molasses into a full fully usable blend we top that thing off pump it up and then start spraying down our plants as you guys can see here these girls on the left so the six on the left are all of our molasses based watering and the two in the very back will be the two that we pull out before uh, for the couple of friends that wanted me to start them some plants. And then the six on the right will be our six girls for the maple syrup based watering. We'll give you guys a lot more detail in our top feeding regimen and uh, more of a walkthrough with that side of uh, these grows in 
a future video today we're focusing on the molasses so that's what I wanted to show you guys primarily now before we switch over to the maple syrup you guys can see right here we're using again organic 100% pure maple syrup and with how hot it is holy shit it is really soft and easy to uh, to use now same technique as before tablespoon of maple syrup goes directly in the jug this time we don't need as much hot water because it is a lot more of a viscous um, sugary substance so it has the ability to uh, just blend off with the water and mix a little bit easier so we're uh, utilizing that to our advantage this time around you guys but we're coming to the end of this video we're gonna go ahead and water all these girls I'll let you guys finish off seeing that and uh, we're gonna have our end card slide in here as well if you guys want to go ahead and check out any additional content that we've got going out for you please feel free to click that uh, subscribe button after you hover over my logo and that bell notification right beside it and uh, don't forget to check out the two videos down below one's most recommended the other one's most recently uploaded please enjoy either of those and any of the other content that we have uploaded for you guys to uh, check out but for the time being I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next one